Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello sports fans and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. With the World Series upon us, I thought it would be a good time to talk about one of the best World Series champions in Major League Baseball history. That would be the 1986 New York Mets. The New York Mets franchise began with seven losing seasons in a row, from 1962 to 1968. But in 1969, they shocked the baseball world by going 162 in the regular season and winning the World Series. For the next three seasons, they won 83 games and finished third in their division. In 1973, they again shocked everyone by winning the National League pennant and almost upsetting the Oakland A's in the World Series, despite a lackluster 82-79 regular season record. From 1974 to 1983, the team had only two winning seasons and no playoff appearances. But things changed in 1984 with the hiring of manager Davey Johnson. Led by former Cardinal Keith Hernandez at first base, second year right fielder Darryl Strawberry, and Rookie of the Year pitcher Dwight Doc Gooden. The Mets finished the season with a 90-72 and record only six and a half games behind the division champion Chicago Cubs. During the offseason, the Mets traded with the Montreal Expos for all-star catcher Gary Carter. The team improved their record to 98-64 in 1985 and finished just three games behind the division champion St. Louis Cardinals. Dwight Gooden won the Cy Young Award. Mets fans anxiously awaited the 1986 season. Could this be the year? They didn't have to wait long to see if this team was for real. By the end of May, the Mets were 31 and 12. By the end of June, they were 50 and 21. First baseman Keith Hernandez right fielder Daryl Strawberry, catcher Gary Carter, and pitchers Sid Fernandez and Dwight Gooden were chosen to play 
in the All-Star Game. By the end of July, the Mets had a 15 and a half game lead in their division. Despite an injury to catcher Gary Carter, the Mets continued to play great baseball in August. The team had an 87 and 43 record going into September. They finished the regular season with a 108 and 54 record, their best record in team history. Second baseman Wally Beckman batted 320, while first baseman Keith Hernandez hit 310. Gary Carter hit 24 home runs and 105 RBIs. Darrell Strawberry hit 27 home runs and 93 RBIs. Pitcher Bobby Ojeda led the staff in wins with 18 and an ERA of 2.57. Sid Fernandez and Dwight Gooden led the team in strikeouts with 200. Roger McDowell had 23 saves. The Mets would play the Houston Astros in the playoffs. The Astros finished the season with a not overly impressive 96-66 record, but they had an excellent pitching staff led by National League MVP and Cy Young Award winner Mike Scott. Game 1 was a matchup of the two best pitchers in the National League, Scott versus Gooden. They pitched brilliantly, but a solo home run by first baseman Glenn Davis was enough to give the Astros a 1-0 victory. In Game 2, Bobby Ojito let up 10 hits but only gave up one run, while the Mets rocked Nolan Ryan for 10 hits and 5 runs. The Mets appeared to be in trouble in Game 3, trailing 4-0 but they tied the score in the bottom of the sixth inning when Darryl Strawberry belted a three-run home run. But Houston came back to take a 5-4 lead going into the bottom of the ninth inning. But center fielder Lenny Dykstra won it for the Mets with a two-run home run. Mike Scott pitched a complete game and let up only three hits while catcher Alan Ashby hit a two-run home run, and shortstop Dickie Thon hit a solo shot. The Astros won Game 4, 3-1. Game 5 was another pitcher's duel, with Dwight Gooden going for the Mets and Nolan Ryan getting the start for the Astros. Ryan allowed only two hits and one run in nine innings while Gooden went 10 innings, also allowing only one run. But the game tied 1-1 in the bottom of the 12th. Gary Carter hit a single to score Wally Backman, giving the Mets a 3-2 lead in the series. Houston's pitching once again stifled the Mets in Game 6, as starter Bob Nipper allowed no runs through eight innings. New York trailed 3-0 until the top of the ninth when their bats finally came alive, and they tied it up 3-3. 
Mets relief pitcher Roger McDowell did an excellent job in extra innings, allowing only one hit in five innings. The Mets took a 4-3 lead in the top of the 14th, but Astros outfielder Billy Hatcher tied the score again with a solo home run. In the top of the 16th, the Mets scored three runs to take a comfortable 7-4 lead. But Houston was far from finished. They closed the gap to 7-6 with the tying run on second and the winning run on first base. But Jesse Orozco struck out Kevin Bass to end the game. The Mets were victorious in what many consider one of the best baseball games ever played. Now it was on to the World Series. And we'll have that in part two next week. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Until next week, take care and God bless. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and pigskindispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on sportshistorynetwork.com, pigskindispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.